another web special edition of the Loftus Party Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I hope you're getting in the holiday spirit. It's right around the corner, kids. Lots going on. Here's the big news. We got no Gimlet today. Gimlet is taking a knee. She's down on the Gulf Coast doing white trash hillbilly gypsy stuff. We got we got Paul Hare for the whole show. How's it going, Paul? I'm doing fine. I'm ready to go. And I'm looking forward to the days to continue getting shorter and shorter until December 21st. That is the big turnaround day, isn't it? That's the one. Oh, my gosh, dude. I uh, it, It's insane how how early the sun appears to set i'm 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 always amazed by it but i'm telling you man it it seemed like it was three o'clock the other day i i despise it i despise it and it's just to me the whole time change is just a symbol of everything wrong with big government it's it was an experiment moving the clocks backs oh We'll save energy. It'll help us and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't help anything. It doesn't help anything. Yet they continue to do it. And and they just won't admit they're wrong and they won't stop doing it. I rail against it. I rail. I, I, I rail against the dying of the light, Paul. <laughs> well, right now we're on standard time. So if, if the government does away with daylight saving, we'll be on permanent darkness. Well, wait a minute. We moved our clocks back. Right, but that's so, the standard time. That's st- we're on standard time right now. Like this is what this is what all time was before they implemented daylight saving. The springing okay. ahead, so the springing here, ahead is the is the change. So okay, so here's what we do. We spring ahead and we just leave them like that. We just leave them like that. I can handle the sun going down at five o'clock. I can handle that. But this four o'clock business, this three thirty business, like what am I in Iceland? What am I? What am I? In, what am I at? An Icelandic person? You know, I did stand up in Iceland. I was did there. Really? The, oh yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, such a great time. And and for those of you who are longtime listeners, I apologize for telling this again. Uh, went to Iceland with a young man by the name of Pablo Francisco. Super funny dude. Super funny dude. His was the first, um, like, viral video that opened up a bunch of doors. He did this hunk of his set where he was doing Schwarzenegger, get to the chopper. And then he did the the movie voice, in a world, blah, 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 get to the chopper. And that video, somebody put it up on YouTube back in the early, early days of YouTube. And it just exploded in popularity in Iceland. And in Sweden and in all these like freaking Eastern European countries. So Pablo went over to Iceland and, and did stand up. The promoters, the promoters called uh, Pablo and I had the same managers and the promoters called our manager and the, and and our management really thought it was a joke. They, they thought these people, they thought it was a huge gag. Uh, they did a little bit of research and they found out it wasn't. So Pablo went over there and just absolutely destroyed like the whole country over over the course of five shows. The whole country came out. <clears throat> it was such a big hit. They're like uh, because they love that video. They had all been watching get to the chopper in a world. So they <laughs> wanted Pablo to come back like eight weeks later. 
And he's like, I'm not going to have enough material to do a whole new show. I can do a bunch of new stuff. So it was like Pablo Francisco and friends. So Pablo brought myself and this really funny black dude, uh, Corey Holcomb. And we went and it was like the beginning of summertime. It was June and the sun never went down very long. Like it would dip down and then start coming back up again. And that will make you crazy. That will make, that will, they had, they had blackout curtains in the, uh, in the, the hotel and everything. We stayed, I stayed in the same hotel uh, where Reagan uh, stayed back in the day. I stayed in the same hotel where they did the, the chess thing, but boy, howdy. I can't imagine the mindset of someone from like Iceland or Sweden where you go from like straight up darkness to then the never ending day that has to, that has to make you crazy. That has to, <laughs> like isn't that, a while. It's, isn't that it's, what Alaskans do too? Alaskans do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I really don't know how they do it. I really don't know. I really, really don't know. But I tell you, you would be if if you're like if you're like an Eskimo and it's like the 1400s and you're just like something's wrong. Something's wrong. Like the sun isn't coming back. Somebody like all of that stuff. Like we have to sacrifice an animal to bring back the, the sun god. I would have been first in line to do that. I would have been first in line. First in line to make the sacrifice or to be the sacrifice? No, to make the sacrifice. Oh, okay. I would have been like like in the middle of December on like <laughs> on, on day four without the sun. I'd be like, okay, we're going to have to kill somebody. Somebody is going to die. <laughs> I would have been, I would have been horrible. I would have been a horrible uh, Aztec. I would have been a horrible Eskimo. I, would, I guarantee I would have been a horrible, you, you like to think you'd be a good like uh indian right like oh i'd be a great cherokee no i would have sucked i would have sucked the instant something went wrong i'd be like okay we got to kill somebody because this is horrible like i'm a i'm a grown man i've been on the planet for quite a few go around the suns and when those cicadas come out when something weird happens like that hasn't happened in 16 and a half years and all of a sudden it's oh it's year 17 and here comes these crazy bugs that if, if you're a teenager, if you're a teenage Indian, you've never seen it. Like, that's the first time it's ever happened. All of a sudden, cicadas start popping out of the ground, making weird noises flying at you. I'd be like, nope, nope. <laughs> We're going to be killing several people this afternoon. This shit has to end. <laughs> so you can, you can sympathize with them. You can sympathize with all those people we now c condemn for human sacrifices you're like oh, hey absolutely hey That's they heard this they heard the cicadas what do you think they were gonna do right i would have been like i got poison ivy we gotta kill somebody we got I, been like, I got a weird rash that won't stop itching we're gonna have to kill several people today i have offended the great spirit like i i would have not have been popular that's a very i i think that's so funny man but like i don't like if you look at the Aztecs and like, uh oh, 
there was an eclipse. We have we've obviously offended somebody. There was a drought. Okay, line them up. Line them up. We got we have to kill so many people today. <laughs> Did I tell you? It's just ridiculous because like they go after like you know Thomas Jefferson had slaves. I'm like, bitch, you're lucky he wasn't into like child sacrifice. I would have been. Yeah, that's <laughs> get out the old sacrifices for the uh, for, for for the cicadas and for the for the never rising sun. Right, and then I, oh, I would have done it for rashes. I would have done it for like, uh oh, there's a strange. I just found <laughs> my plant. I had a house plant. It's not growing like I thought it would. We're gonna have to kill. I would have been so quick on the trigger. <laughs> See, I get, then, I get I get ripped apart for making making observations, macabre observations. I you you get the laughs. I get the I get the condemnation. How dare you say that, Paul? Well, you got to wrap it up in a joke, guy. Got to wrap it up in a joke. It's all about the cheeseburger, my friend. It's all about the cheeseburger. But yeah, slavery, slavery looks like light in comparison to what the Aztecs were doing, to what a bunch of cultures were doing. What was going <laughs> on in America in the colonial days, too. Oh, yeah. You ever read oh. the stories about the, the Indians and the settlers fighting? They, they did some, well, yeah, I know you did. They did some crazy stuff. Oh, yes. And like... You can't really blame them. Like, how how bummed out are you? Mel Gibson did a great movie about it. A great movie about it, uh, about the Incas or the Aztecs or whatever. But like, okay, so you're you're the ancient Aztecs, and you got a bunch of prisoners on standby just in case something goes wrong. Like, that's what I would do. If I was a leader, I'd have like 10, 20, maybe 100 people just on standby. Just in case there was an emergency. And you're, we probably, had to kill. you're probably not even far off, too. You're probably pretty accurate with that as I, well. Like, if you think about it, if you, if you could put yourself in that mindset. And here's what. So, so you got a couple hundred people on standby. And then, oh, no. Oh, no. There's an eclipse. So, like, the high priest of Boggleyboo, he's like, line them up. Line them up. And then you're like fifth in line and you're like, okay, so hopefully it won't work. But like either way you slice it, you're going to get killed. <laughs> and then they kill the first couple people and there's still the eclipse. And so you're like, okay, so obviously they're going to see that this didn't work and that the sun god is still angry. They'll let me go. And then all of a sudden the sun starts peeking out and just reinforces. Not your day. It's like, yeah, see, I told you. Oh, you're so bummed. You're so bummed. When am I going to oh, see that's... this skit on that show tonight? <laughs> we should. I want to see should. this on that show tonight. I do, too. I do, too. We just got to find some loincloths and some wigs. But that is, uh, yeah, I, you can't blame them. You can't blame them. Because, like... After, the winter's gone on super long. It's gone on super long. And you're like, seriously, you guys, um, obviously we've offended uh, the the spirit that rules the skies and the sun's not coming back. So then somebody's like, start lining them up. 
and then you start killing people, and then one day, ooh, ooh, the sun came back. And you're like, and that's super important. That's positive reinforcement. Oh, it's it's a miracle anybody survived. And it, yeah, that makes slavery look like a like a walk in the park. <laughs> like a walk in the park. How many I, I would love to look up the estimate to like how many people they think just the Aztecs took out. Just the Aztecs. Hey, there yeah, was they, a drought. They were some pretty nasty people. And see where I get in trouble. Because I, you know, everybody should be thankful that we, you know, wiped out the Aztecs. That's where I get in trouble. Because when you look at what they were doing, can you imagine yeah. if they were still in charge? We'd be living out everything you just said. We'd be still living out. Oh, can you? <laughs> We'd get to see everything you just said. Oh, the sun's starting to go away in the winter. Got to gotta oh. sacrifice about 10,000 more people at the festival. <laughs> You know that festival? It's like the festival you look for. Hey, it's the fall festival coming up. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm excited for it. How many people do you think they're going to kill this year? I heard 10,000. Really? Are you going to get to be one of them? Yep. So you, I'm go, excited. You, go, you go, Paul. You go with your whole family. And you're like, okay. you're having snacks. And you're you're buying pinwheels and stuff. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a good one. It's going to be it's gonna be like 10,000 people. And then they come and they, they make the announcement. Oh, we miscalculated. We're short. We're short. You're like, hey, man, I just came to Bob's Rap. So I, was, I didn't sign up for the sacrifice. Everybody heads to the parking lot. Nope, too late. Too late. <laughs> and then you're all like, hey, 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 follow the science. Follow the science, guy. <laughs> You'll all be masked when you're being sacrificed. So don't worry. You're not going to get the, you're not going to get the Rona. Don't worry. Oh, this makes me laugh so much. This All sacrificial victims must be vaxxed and must be jabbed three times. <laughs> and, then, and then you're the guy, then you're the guy that, you know, you've taken scientific measurements and you know that the earth goes around the sun and these things just happen and they're predictable. And then you go to the Aztec Ministry of Science and you're like, I don't know how to tell you guys this, but you know how we kill like a million people a year to bring back the sun. We'll check this out. Th that guy's a dead man. They gotta kill him. They can't. They can't admit they were wrong. And do you know? Do you know how much money that festival brings in? That plus my son's turning eighteen this year. He's gonna be the guy <laughs> in charge of sacrificing anything. You really want to deprive him of that? I mean, he's been looking forward to this all his life. You know, you got to get rid of this guy here. I mean, he's not wearing a mask either. So what do you want us to do? Oh, welcome. Welcome to the the sacrifice the sacrificial uh, people pens, Mr. Science Man. Oh, that's hilarious! That's hilarious. That's uh, but that's what they did to Galileo, right? I don't know. I, I think a lot of the stuff they lied about <laughs> Galileo. Um, a lot of that stuff was rewritten to make um for political agendas. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not a history expert. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I can see. I can see, uh, you know, everything revolves around the earth. And then somebody's like, "Uh oh, we actually go around the sun. I could I could see somebody going, hey, dude, that's heresy, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but didn't Galileo change his story? <laughs> I, think. I, I don't know if Galileo was the one I heard like, well, they, you know, they said, told him to prove it. And at first he couldn't really prove it. So they're like, eh, come back later. And I think he eventually did. But. But I don't know the whole it goes along with that. Plus the whole story where people say, yeah, up until like the 1500 people believed the earth was flat. No, they didn't. 
they knew the earth was round for a long time. So what actually is true and what actually isn't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess the um, the uh, the Egyptians were off by like a couple of feet. Not only did they know that the uh, maybe it was the Greeks, maybe it was the Greeks. Uh, they knew that the, the earth was round and they, they even estimated how big it was. And they were insanely close. I mean, they they they, they crushed it. OK. Yeah, there's a lot of ancient people that are a lot smarter than some people like to think. It makes people today feel superior by saying, oh, yeah, they're stupid and superstitious. Those guys were a lot smarter than a lot of people like to think today. I have said this, I think, before on the show. Once again, my apologies. But uh, and this is crazy. There's a civilization has completely started over, like started over from scratch, like three times. Like three times, something has happened. They still don't know what happened at the end of the Bronze Age. They don't know. They just know that okay, that that's that's over. That's that that it, something happened. Civilization just stopped moving forward. There was a big reset period, and then it kind of started moving forward again. And like, oh my gosh, the the Middle Ages. And I saw this. Uh, Tucker Carlson was talking about it weeks ago, and it just blew my mind. They didn't know how to make lead. They didn't know how to make lead. The number one source for lead in like the dark ages was Roman ruins. Because the Romans had lead like crazy. The Romans had the Romans had a recipe for uh, concrete that would set underwater so they could build, you know, docks and pylons and stuff for ships and lighthouses. But boy, it's. That's the other thing, uh, and I wrote about this at theloftestparty.com. We'll talk about that show tonight in a little bit. I just, I just, we're going like because I, f- I find this fascinating. I was so, I got so pissed off this year, uh, of this line of thinking I went down about Pearl Harbor, about Pearl Harbor, that everybody's like, oh, remember Pearl Harbor, remember, and it's always like, remember the brave men and women. Yes, yes, we're gonna, we're gonna remember the people. Who were there and they were, you know, trying to defend against this Japanese attack and they lost their life. Yes, that's super duper important. But to me, the other lesson, probably the bigger lesson of the whole thing is. Governments will do horrible things like the Japanese decided to attack Pearl Harbor and they're like, we just got to do it because we want to win. Hey, we might kill a couple thousand people. Ah, eh, it'll be worth it because we want to win. That happens all the time. And people say, "Oh, don't forget the Holocaust." Well, it seems like it seems like we've forgotten that uh, that that people will do horrible things. You know, Japan did horrible things. The Germans did horrible things. And now there, you've got John Kerry and the funky, funky, big head, chin bunch going down. Trying to like, oh, we're negotiating with Iran. We got to, ooh, those guys and they, for some reason, they want nukes. Like, why is this even happening? Like, if you had, if, if, if the world was a giant casino, Paul, wouldn't you put all your money on, wouldn't you put all your money on if Iran gets nukes, they're going to use them? Um, I would be tempted to put a lot of it on <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they. Everybody wants. Why do you? What's the big reason for getting nukes? Nukes means you're now a player. That's what it means. Yes. 
Now, uh, just a little, if you go back not too long ago, what was it, 78, 79? When uh, when the 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 people took over Iran and they right. took all the American hostages, then and, and it, the rest of the, the Western world was like, that's unthinkable. That's unthinkable, bitch. That is not unthinkable at all. That is standard operating procedure for humanity. Somebody wants something. Somebody wants something really bad and they do some horrible crap because they think they're right and they want things to go their way. Hell no, they don't get nukes. Remember Pearl Harbor. Never forget the Holocaust. Hey, maybe Iran should have nukes. Like, that's just stupid. That's well, just stupid. Well, the, none of that surprises me, though. We don't have to go back that far. We go back to September 11th. Nobody remembers September 11th, and that's the most recent event. Oh, my and God, dude, dude, freaking COVID. COVID, it's, or, it's right, like well, this. yeah, COVID, because the Chinese... Basically, all the leaders of the world have been working with the Chinese. They're like, ah, thanks for thanks for unleashing it. We can now all institute communism across the world. Yes, it's like it, they're not even looking at this like as a. I'm going to be generous, my man. I'm going to be generous. They're not even looking at this like a horrific accident. At least with Chernobyl. You know, okay, Chernobyl, horrifying accident. Okay, we got to make some changes. We got to do something. We got to get activated. People are just like, oh, uh, there's a there's a new uh, virus running around, killing millions of people. Blah 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 blah. Hey, we're and we're arguing about masks and vaccines and crap like that. For the love of God, could we please get fired up against the douches? And the Chinese Communist Party who let this happen and right, make I sure think, it doesn't happen again. Right. I think that's what I, I don't know if I mentioned it on here or not, but it's basically they, they committed an act of war and our leaders just didn't, they just keep cozying up to them. And instead they're, they're taking their anger out on us. I'm just living my life. And all of a sudden, you know, you need to deny him with health insurance more than they already do. Fire, make him totally unemployable and don't let him have access to any goods, even groceries. Uh, because of this new virus. And oh, by the way, bring in those 10 millions illegal aliens who are invading the country and don't worry about their COVID status, by the way. It is, it, it's hard to wrap your brain around. It's See, really I, hard. All I, all I want is my leaders to admit that the Democrats are engaging in literal war right now. And then people flip out about that and say, so what are you saying? We need to commit war back. I, I didn't say any of that. I just want to admit what's happening. It's not, you know, figurative war. This is literal war against the U.S. That's all I want them to admit. I'm not saying here's what you need to do about it. Just please admit that the Democrats are, they just gave New York City uh, non-citizens the right to vote. Yep. All of these years that we've had now of screaming about collusion, treason, blah, 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 they're doing it in the open. Can please my leaders just say the Democrats are our enemies? That's it. I'm not saying what, here's what we need to do. Just admit that they're enemies and they hate us and they want to destroy us. That's it. That's all I want to hear. It's 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 wild, man. It's really wild. There's a couple people on Twitter who I think you would thoroughly enjoy uh, their 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 tweets, but they've been saying they've been saying this for years. And at, and at first you're like, okay, wacky. Okay, lighten up there, wacky. And then the more things unfold, you're like, yee. <laughs> They're right. 
Right. Well, am I? Am I? Be, do I sound crazy saying that the Democrats are at war when you're looking at what's openly happening? They're now, you know, Fauci saying, "Yeah, you should not be able to fly as an American citizen if you don't do all these things." But uh, the illegal aliens—that's a different story. We can't help them out. Is that crazy for me just to say what's happening? In no. other words, no. in other words, has our morality been so become so degenerate that we cannot even admit the truth anymore? That's what I'm saying. Just please admit the truth is what I want our leaders to do. Here's where I think here's what I think the 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 issue is. I think when you say the word war, people think about that in such a traditional fashion. They think about tanks. They think about guns. They think about, you know, bombs. That was like a that was like a (laughs) that was from the song zombie. (laughs) And your tanks and your bombs. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I think that's what happened. War conjures up a a very specific image, and you go, oh, and and if someone were to to propose, okay, so the the Democrat Party is at war. You you and it's it's uh, it's my lack of English. We need a different word, dude. They've we need called a different- me. A, they've called me a terrorist for being white. They're calling me. I'm white, and therefore I'm a. The whole Democratic Party has agreed that I'm a terrorist and a white supremacist. And then yeah. we had a year of black supremacists, which is what BLM is or are, and Antifa, destroying city, cities, including up to and murdering people. So isn't that, I mean, we've got the violent, the open violence here, too. Um, you know, and what you're saying, and I agree with you, because as soon as I say what I say, it's, oh, Paul, you're you're instigating stuff. I'm not instigating anything. I just want people to admit what is happening before our very eyes like that should not be controversial and yet it is yeah i just think we need a different a different handle on the word i listen you can't uh it's like i've heard a lot of different people and i would i would agree with them it's like world war three has already started world war three is is going full tilt boogie it just doesn't look like world war one or world war two it's still about world domination. I just think we need a different word for it, a, a word that that conjures up like the need for immediate action, the 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 need to be proactive about stuff. I think a bunch of people have have realized it. You know what what you're saying, what what I'm saying, the whole the 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 necessity to do something. And I can't, I have to, I have to, I'm an optimist. I got to be an optimist. I don't think it's too late, but, uh, wow. I, I just, if you look at what our school systems have been churning out, the, the public schools and going hand in hand with the, the colleges and, and what kids are learning there. And then you partner that up with the cultural changes the, the the stuff that's going on in the culture, boy, it's I and oh my gosh! And now the kids now having to wear the masks and living in terror and living in fear. We gotta we gotta really knuckle. We gotta get down and get serious real fast. Like when people say get your kids out of public school and homeschool them, that's legit. But you got to get, but you still got to get involved in the school board. You, we still got to keep an eye on the curriculum. We got to open up our our own institutions. I mean, there's just there's no 
there's no pot of gold uh, down the, the at the end of the socialist rainbow. Okay, we are we are off to the races here. We are off to the races. When we get back, we're gonna take a little break. There's so much to talk about. I got to give you guys the update on on that show tonight. There's lots of stuff in the news. We got uh, we got uh, Bob Dole passed away. The Cowboy Bebop got canceled, and oh my gosh, Chris Wallace is leaving Fox. Holy moly, you guys. It can't all be wacky Aztecs. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Get to Kohl's and take an extra 25% off Adidas for the entire family. Plus, with an extra 15% off, get up to 50% off the big one bedding. And save on Nike athletic shoes for kids. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid July 17th through July 26th. 15% offer with promo code Big Savings. 25% off Adidas. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. Right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. My main man, Paul, would like to clarify a little something. So buckle up. So I'll just say it again. So when I said, you know, I just want my leaders to to acknowledge we're at war. And I said, that's it. That's what I mean. If you think, you know, I'm not suggesting that anybody do anything. Because remember, we can't even peacefully protest anymore. If you peacefully protest, you're going to you're not going to get thrown in jail without a trial. And so I shouldn't have to say anything more about that because that's that's pretty clear right there as to what I mean. I mean, again, because because everybody's calling January 6th an insurrection. So they've they've already made it acceptable to accuse the other side of war. So so that's it. And it's crazy. And it's like when someone and there's still a bunch of video footage that's missing. There's still a bunch of video footage that's missing. And there was so much propaganda going around. Like when those policemen tearfully testified, it was horrible. They were pushing me anyway. uh, And when when uh, when someone like Tucker Carlson puts together the counter argument to that, he goes, here's here's the interviews I did. Here's the video footage we've got. Here's our people testifying. When someone pushes back against the narrative, and I'm so glad Tucker did. I really am. Listen, if if your idea is correct, if your science is correct, if your hypothesis is, is correct, you can stand some criticism. It's when they don't allow criticism that drives me crazy. So Tucker puts this thing together and, and like, so-called conservatives 
quit Fox News over it. They're like, we, we cannot be part of a, and that was, that's just astounding to me. That's just astounding to me. Like, like uh, these two guys, I don't even know what freaking uh, website or magazine they worked for. Uh, but like there, I will, I will not take part of this insanity. Did you watch it? Was what he's saying wrong? Can you prove that what he's saying wrong? I bet, listen, I, if you had to choose like, okay, uh, Nancy Pelosi has an argument and Tucker Carlson has an argument. Who who do you think you're going to get to argue with you first? Like if you disagree with Nancy Pelosi, she's just going to call you, well, clearly you're crazy and your ideas are dangerous and it's an attack on democracy and you should go to jail. I guarantee Tucker Carlson will sit down and go, here's where you're wrong. And he would listen and you could argue and come to some kind of conclusion. It's uh, with these these fake conservatives. Oh, my gosh. Here's one. Here's one. Uh, uh, here's breaking news. Chris Wallace is uh, walking away from Fox News. Chris Wallace. He wants to he wants to pursue other stuff. He wants to pursue other stuff. So what's that all about? Is he leaving on his own terms or something else went down there? I think he's just announcing uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the, the the tweeter feed right now. Uh, and I, I think he just said, um, here's his here's this little statement. After 18 years, I have decided to leave Fox. I want to try something new to go beyond politics to all the things I'm interested in. So uh, I don't know where he's going to land. Like, what is he going to do? Like uh, like a fly fishing show? What's yeah, he exactly. <laughs> Wait, wait, uh, and if, if it would, it would quickly turn into like the NBA where they're they're now a social justice. It would be fly fishing social justice is what it would turn into. And and seriously, seriously now, you got a show on Fox News that's one hour on a Sunday. You don't have time to do other shit? Like seriously, do you really – Really want me to believe that that one hour Sunday show is taking up your whole week? What is it that you want to pursue, dude? <laughs> like, ah, uh, like, are there special effects on Sundays uh, with Chris Wallace? Like, what is taking up all your time? Well, I have to read this article and I have to. Dude, you do interviews. You do interviews. You have a production staff. You have somebody who goes, hey, ask this guy that. And then you, oh. Yeah, I, I don't to. see I don't see gumshoes Wallace out there on the street uh, hitting, <laughs> hitting, the, hitting the pavement and digging in to find the real facts and going into seedy places to talk to this guy who's going to know the real truth. And that guy, <laughs> this guy's, I don't see that happen. I don't see that happening with any. Right? Gumshoes Wallace. That's what I'm laughing at. Yeah. Is it? Is, 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 is old gumshoes Wallace, is he out there tracking down leads? Is he going to the docks and going, hey, Mac, what do you know about this supply chain? Who's the captain of this boat? He's like sliding him a $10 bill, smoking cigarettes, talking Scrape. to his contacts. Scraping the barnacles off the wooden hall with the guy just to build a going rapport to, with he's, him. He's going to the, uh, the, the, the Halloween store, getting costumes, going undercover. But making fake noses and prosthetic mustaches. Yep, he's Lois Lane. Yeah, he needs <laughs> he needs time. He needs time to to do what he really wants to do. Okay, so uh, bye bye, Chris Wallace. See you later. 
And oh, and speaking of uh oh, speaking of bye bye and see you later. I'm gonna write that down. Bye bye, see you later. That might be a fun title. Bye bye, see you later. Did Here's you a sad them? one, buddy. Here's a sad one. We'll go for, we'll go from a sad one to a happy one in this segment. Because this is kind of like a what's on the web thing. Holy smoke. Uh sad news, you guys. Uh Anne Rice passed away. Anne Rice, the uh the author who became famous for Interview with a Vampire and uh, probably best known for that series of books. But boy, howdy, could that girl write. Holy smokes, she could write. And then like most authors, she got... uh, she got a little a, a little wordy. She she decided to stop using an editor, and then her stuff got. It, you you need an editor. You need someone. You need that third party who looks at it and goes, "I know this is a wonderful part, but it kind of hurts the pacing of the book." And yada yada. Uh, she wrote some great stuff. She wrote some great stuff. And then one of the she wrote a fascinating. I, I want to say I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. She wrote a book on the life of Jesus that was fantastic. It was fantastic. And I wonder if she wrote uh, more than just one. I, I read uh, I've read almost almost everything uh, she's written. And everybody goes, oh, my gosh. She's got I think she's got a werewolf book. Uh, but oh my gosh, she wrote uh, m- stuff on the mummy. Yeah, it's all just vampire, vampire, vampire. But the wolf gift, I'm seeing that. Oh, they're acting. They're acting like, uh, yeah, Christ the Lord out of Egypt. Great book. Cannot recommend that one enough. She had a real uh, epiphany. Uh, she, yeah, she found, she found religion a long, a, a while ago. What a career. She started out, dude, she started out, it's like, uh, and, and I'll, to, to all the chicks out there, I'll say this. If you read uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and you thought that was a page turner, good Lord, go, go look up Anne Rice. She had to pay the bills. She had to pay the bills. So she wrote like erotica. And she did it very well. They actually turned, she wrote, <laughs> she wrote this book. Uh, oh, what, oh, what was the book? Dang it. And I just closed the page. They turned it into a movie with like Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell. But it's like this, this super steamy erotica thing that they turned into a wacky comedy. So she did that. Then, uh, she and her husband, their daughter died uh, suddenly. It was just heartbreaking, and that crushed her. Uh, and then she wrote Interview with the Vampire. Her career just went crazy after that. Uh, An Interview with the Vampire was a big one for me. I read that one when I was, like, in high school. And uh, it was really, really a, a lot of things. Did you ever read Interview with a Vampire? I think I read a little bit of it because once the movie came out, that book came back into focus. I don't think yeah. I made it. I don't think I made it the whole way through it. 
um, it's it's great. And and what I and what I got from Interview with a Vampire that if, that has affected my writing, like in in sitcoms and everything ever since, is like I don't think there was any real big trick to Interview with a Vampire other than this. What if this was real? And that is the magic question that she just instinctively, intuitively did. And if this was real, what would it be like? And and then that just sets you off on a fantastic, fantastic story. Uh, and I, I can't recommend her stuff well enough. If you if you liked if you like Fifty Shades of Grey, go back. I think it's like Anne Rope. Rocare or something she she wrote under that she did a whole uh she did like four or five books that are just barn burners just barn burners and then the uh the the vampire books are are fantastic and then uh her books on uh on jesus are are just great and it's not don't even worry don't get your hackles up everybody it's not it's not blasphemous it's not it's she i saw her in an interview and she was like something like she really she had she had the lord in her heart and she's and she's uh kind of like uh jordan peterson now jordan peterson's like something happened it there's a there's a realness to it i don't want to go off on a big religious uh rant but a lot of people they, they they're gonna go oh Anne rice va- vampire stuff i'm not gonna read her Da-da-da-da. It's not like that. It's not like that. It's not like that. And check this out. I didn't know this, and I, I don't think anybody does this anymore. Years ago, I was doing stand-up, and I, I wish I could remember the guy's name. But we were staying in the same condo, and it was after the show, and we were having some beers and just talking, you know, about and, – and I was like – we're talking about authors, and somehow Ann Rice came up. And he's like, oh, dude, I love her. She's great. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's pretty, you know, I, I like her stuff as well. He's like, have you ever called her? And I'm like, what? He's like, I had a conversation with her. She was listed. Now, this is back before the Internet had, like, really, really blown up and was everywhere. She, Her phone number was publicly listed down in <laughs> New Orleans where she lived and you could call that number and it was kind of like this this trade secret but it was an open secret you could call her up and she would give you advice like oh hey i'm writing a book you know and this and that and she'd help you out with your story if she had time she'd talk to you she was like super generous with her time you know this guy had a conversation with her they were on the phone for like an hour and then if, if she didn't have the time, she wouldn't talk to you that long. But I just thought, wow, how cool is that? How cool is that? And I guess if she wasn't in the mood, she wouldn't pick up. But, like, I just think that is so, uh, so very, very awesome. Yeah, that uh, sounds like pre-internet stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, she got very wordy. Whatever. I don't want to criticize her. She's a, a fantastic American author. And really, you could say... She didn't reinvent uh, the vampire novel, but she certainly put it on a different path. You don't have Twilight without Anne Rice. You don't have all these other books without Anne Rice. So that's that's a little sad. Um, holy smoke. I'm going to hold off on Cowboy Bebop 
because I was going to do another one that's another another sad one that we'll go with Bob Dole. We'll go with Bob Dole. I'm saving Cowboy Bebop uh, for uh, for our C block. Bob Dole uh, passed away. Did you see? Did you see his uh, the the reading of his like letter thing? I did not. I knew they put him. They had him line and state, but that wasn't just my thing. I figured I'd just let the guy rest in peace. It wasn't. I didn't look. I, I will say this. So uh, at at the actual memorial service. He had he had written a letter. I guess you know he knows he's gonna go, so he wrote a letter. And dude, I I just appreciate. I wasn't the biggest Bob Dole fan. I guess maybe I didn't know enough. I I don't know. It was just I know he you know uh, Norm McDonald used to do the impression of him on Saturday Night Live, and that was all funny. So anyway, uh, Bob Dole is has passed away. He he's so he's. It's his funeral service, and somebody up, uh, you know, goes up to the, the the lectern at the church and like reads his 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 letter, and uh, you know he's he's saying some pretty beautiful things. It's like I'm I'm making you know this final journey, and I'm not afraid. I, I you know I will be I'll be met by other people and blah blah blah, and uh, and uh, you know we're all gonna make this journey. You know it's like that beautiful kind of stuff. And then he goes, I, I very much looking forward to seeing if uh, if uh, what I've heard is true and that that heaven looks just like Kansas. Oh, that's a nice warm moment. And then he's like, I'm also very much looking forward to seeing if I can uh, vote in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, he's he's going to be. <laughs> I thought that was a great joke. I thought that was just an outstanding bit. I want to see if heaven looks like Kansas because I heard it does. Oh, I also want to. I'm very uh, keenly interested to find out if I can still vote in Chicago. That he's was gonna hilarious. Be, he's going to be voting for Lightfoot. That's who he's going to be voting for. <laughs> All right. We are going to take another little break. We're going to come back with some more uh, like what's on the web type stuff. We got to talk about uh, Cowboy Bebop getting canceled. We got to talk about, oh my gosh, when I tell you about this Make-A-Wish thing, it, it's just going to drive you crazy. It's just going to drive you crazy. And uh, and uh, we've already said goodbye to Gumshoe Wallace. So stick around. We are going to go around the web when we get back. Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get to Kohl's and take an extra 25% off Adidas for the entire family. Plus, with an extra 15% off, get up to 50% off the big one bedding. And save on Nike athletic shoes for kids. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid July 17th through July 26th. 15% offer with promo code Big Savings. 25% off Adidas. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. 
we are back and better than ever. I gotta jump right into this because I'm being remiss in my duties. I don't know if I, I fully told you guys about the That Show Tonight taping. What a fun evening. What a great, and I mean great as in big and great as in fun. I mean great in every sense of the word great. We had an absolute blast. Were there technical difficulties? Yes. That's why we were doing what we were doing, to learn. And I'm, I'm, I cannot thank uh, Mickey Lamantia enough. You guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post some of Mickey's stuff on, on the website. Really talented singer-songwriter. You're going to dig him. The show was really well-received. The audience, packed house, sold-out show. The uh, I put the FBI skit up. I put the FBI skit up, and uh, that one's going gangbusters. People are loving that. I put another skit up. I thought this was so funny, and I'm not sure if everybody gets it or not. I wanted to actively make fun of rhinos, fake conservatives, people who say one thing and then do another. So I did this character. A buddy of mine had this hilarious wig that I put on. And I did this character. I used my Ross Perot voice. And I got nothing but love for Ross Perot, you guys. I'm not making fun of Ross Perot. It was like a shout out to Ross. But I did this character, uh, Claude Van Dimple. And, and he's doing a campaign ad. I, you need to send me to Washington. Aren't you tired of these politicians that don't fight? And and as I'm recording my campaign ad, begging for people to send money, begging for people to vote for me, because I'm going to go to Washington and I'm going to fight. Some dude comes in, my assistant, with like the most horrifying <laughs> bills for me to sign. And I just do it. I do it right on camera. At one point... At one point, my assistant comes in and is like, this is the uh, un-American data vaccination bill. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll sign that. Hey, let's get some stock in that company. And I don't know. Maybe I wasn't clear enough in setting the pre uh, the premise. But, dude, that one just made me laugh. We did another uh, we did another uh, Justice League woke ma'am commercial where everybody – not commercial, but episode – where everybody's talking about, uh, you know, what their weaknesses are, and Superman is like, oh, if you know, if you get me with kryptonite, that'll that'll that's that'll be the end of me. I'm not that worried though, because there's not that much kryptonite in the world. And Batman's like, I have a kryptonite bullet and a kryptonite gun. I'm ready to shoot you at any moment, dude. I thought we were friends. Wonder Woman talks about her. I'm not gonna do the whole. We'll post that to the uh, to the website too. But just oh, the Dr. Fauci show. We. <laughs> I was Dr. Fauci for a skit. It was so much fun, dude. It and so did you so, did you do all these skits while the audience were there, or were there some that you had to do when the oh, audience we did wasn't we we had the we we filmed like the FBI skit ahead of time. Uh, we filmed Claude Van Dimple, uh, fake Republican ahead of time. We did Dr. Fauci live. Uh, we did our little news show called Insight Tonight. Not the news you need. The news we give you. We did Insight Tonight live in front of the audience. There was stand-up live in front of the audience. There was music live in front of the audience. Uh, and it's just going to get better and better. And it was so much fun. And so if people, and I would encourage everyone to subscribe, 
Listen, even if you never plan on watching, even if you never plan on watching, subscribe. You can make a donation. And because we're working with, uh, oh, it's not Folds of Honor, but it's some other, uh, it, we, we're helping out veterans. Uh, there's a way to make your donation tax deductible. It's 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 awesome. So you can subscribe. And if you subscribe, use uh, the code word uh, TLP in all caps, TLP. When you check out, you'll save 20% or you can just make a donation. Uh, and it's like it's like we were saying in the last segment, dude, uh, there's all these. It's the school board and what they're teaching the kids. And it's pop culture. It's pop culture. It's pop culture. You're you're sitting and watching TV and you're in the middle of, you know, wherever, you know, you're in, you're in upstate New York, you're in Kansas, you're somewhere in Northern California or wherever. And you see this reality on TV and you start to think, okay, that's, that's what the, the air quote good guys are doing. I want my life to be like that. And that's just another way they get, they, they change the, they change the mindset of everyone. And it's just constant, and, the, and it's ruining everything. It's ruining everything. It's definitely ruining Hollywood, and and ruining uh, the entertainment business. And for the longest time, uh, people on the, the the right side of things, they've just like, well, I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to. Oh, I haven't watched. It. I haven't been to the movies. Oh, I hate Hollywood. Oh, I hate music. I hate TV. I'm not watching. And how's that working out for you? The whole not participating thing. It's not it's not working out. It's not like the other side's going to give up. They're like, oh, my goodness. Uh, Gladys Wilson in Minnesota stopped watching the Oscars. We should change Hollywood. No. You got to participate. You got to participate and support the endeavors that that you like and reflect life the way you see it and reflect your values. Let's make those people successful and then the other things will get canceled and they will go away. Do you know what you just witnessed there, Paul? A great speech. And a wonderful segue into Cowboy Bebop. It's Cowboy gone. Bebop. Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop is another one of the casualties for this week. Oh, cow- yeah, Cowboy Bebop. Now we're getting into uh, what's on the web. But I thought we had to start, in my opinion, with Cowboy Bebop because it's only been on the air three weeks. And it's been in the top 10 in Netflix. They go, oh, Netflix, here's what's trending. Here's what's in the top 10. Cowboy Bebop, live action. Also, the anime, I think, has been in and out of the top 10. But uh, they canceled it. So what's that mean, that it's been in the top 10, but after three weeks they decided to cancel it? Here's what it means. And this is the inside scoop, kids. This is the inside scoop. I'm not going to get into how I know, but trust me when I tell you it's real. So something's in the top 10. That means people are clicking on it. People are clicking on it. They're like, ooh, that looks interesting. Then they don't finish. And that's the big number. There's a lot of numbers that are important to Netflix. A very, very, very important number is how many people finished watching. So something can be in the top 10, which means, ooh, that's a wonderful uh, that's a wonderful thumbnail. That looks appealing. That looks interesting. That looks fun. So they click it, and they're like, ooh, a lot of people are watching. And then people actively click away. 
people aren't finishing all 10 episodes. They find it so horrible, they're not going to waste their time on it. And it must have been a boatload of people clicking. That audience retention number must have been abysmal for them to just pull the plug now. They're just like, it's still trending in the top 10. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you're canceled. You're canceled. Well, do you think those top 10s are actual reflection or does Netflix manipulate that for their new shows to get people to watch? I think, uh, I think, it's, I think it's real. I think it's real. And here's why it's real. Uh, because you're not going to you, – you can do yourself a little favor by going, oh, we're going to put this show in the top ten no matter what. Uh, however, if it if it doesn't reflect reality, then you can't trust your own numbers. And if you can't trust your own numbers, then you don't know what you're doing as a business. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, uh, so, so bye bye Netflix. And I will say it again. Uh, I said this in the video, uh, but here's the problem. And oh my God, it's like, dude, I wish we would have planned out this episode. But when I was talking about Anne Rice and the wonderful thing that she did in the world of vampires is she started with this one question, what if this was real? And that is the question that no one over at Netflix asked themselves about Cowboy Bebop. What if this was real? It's just, here's the thing that the West does with anime. Because it's a cartoon, because of the format the story is told in, they go, oh, I see, it's a cartoon. So there must be, and it becomes silly. And these idiots at Netflix and these idiots that they hire they're such elitist douchebags. Here's the wonderful thing about anime. They can still tell the best stories, some really deep and meaningful stories, and they can still tell them in the style that they prefer. It is one of the last best places for really wonderful storytelling and so many people write it off because oh it's a cartoon well you're a fucking idiot you're an idiot if you can't go all right i'm gonna watch this and see what happens if you can't get past oh it's a cartoon look at that listen not every cartoon is tom and jerry you freaking idiots <laughs> and when they when the, it, it just it boggles my mind it boggles my mind. Oh, it's a cartoon. Ergo, it must be silly. You dumb asses. It's like somebody got put in charge of Cowboy Bebop. It's what happens when somebody gets put in charge that doesn't love it. So anyway, Cowboy Bebop's gone. I feel sorry for the cast, except for the one girl who played Faye Valentine. She just learned a valuable lesson. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So now we're going to we're gonna move on. We got more stuff uh, on the web to, to talk about we got paul's picks now you guys and of course we'll be doing patreon after this we'll be doing patreon so you can we'll do more so we'll, like, right now paul i'm going to give you i'm going to give you the the uh the wheel take the wheel buddy where are we going i guess the one that kind of stuck there, there's actually a few that stuck out to me but i like the we want the jetson one this is the second post on the jetson one i'd like Ooh. to fly one of those someday yes 
But yes. I also had the question is, once they, if they make it to market and they start production, how many people do you think will kill themselves crashing into power lines as they're flying? <laughs> well, that will be, that will be the big question. Like, cause I know many, many moons ago in the late nineties, I was involved in a club where we would, this, this, I, I never did it, but other guys in the club, I flew around in one of these things. They attached uh, propellers. Like you put a lawnmower engine on a little aluminum frame. You put a lawn chair on the frame. You attached a lawnmower engine and a propeller. And then you had a parachute. And uh, the whole thing was on wheels. So as you, as the propeller uh, would, would hurl you down like a little grassy runway, the parachute would fill up with air and you could fly around and steer the thing. And it was so much fun. It was such. Yep, I yeah, see them around here. I, I still see them around here every now and then. Absolute thrill. You didn't you didn't even need a driver's license for that. Nope. You could just do it. If you knew somebody who had one, you could go. Amazing. A thrill. Oh, oh it's it's flight. So I think the same thing's gonna be with the Jetson One. This is gonna be the the government. It's just it's like a it's just like TikTok on the clock. It's just a matter of time before they come in and go, okay, you're going to need your pilot's license. Cause yeah, people will fly into power lines. Accidents will happen. Uh, and then they'll have to figure out, I mean, it's coming, dude. There's nothing you, there's nothing you can do to stop it. The uh, drone taxis are coming. Drone vehicles are coming. You're going to have traffic in the skies and that's going to be, it's going to be way more. It's going to be hard to imagine. And I don't know. You look at like uh, Star Wars, you know, the, the the Phantom Menace when they're on the big cities and all the all the traffic is so orderly. They're going to have to they're going to have to figure that out, man. They're going to have to figure it out because I want to fly a Jetson one. Well, that, that's the, kind of what you're saying is the Jetson one, the first one I've seen that actually looks practical. It looks like, OK, I can actually see people on a large scale buying this and using it. There's been other stuff, there's another stuff that I'm like, eh, like the flying car, great concept. Maybe a few people will use it, but that would not necessarily be practical. This one is like a lawnmower side. You get in it, you start it up and you fly it around. If you have a, you know, living out in the country, you just fly it out there for tasks and stuff. Well, here's, but here's the wonderful, the, the great comparison, you know, like the real old timey cars, like the old timey before the Model T's, you know, with you'd have to crank it up with your hand and it didn't have a roof. It right. was just like, it was like a mechanical horse and buggy without the horse. It was just the, the buggy part on wheels. That's to me what the Jetson one is. Yes. It's, it's, it's like a fun recreational vehicle. I'm interested in the bigger model that has a more luxurious seat, that has a roof, that has heating, that has an onboard computer. I want something that looks more like a Tesla and that I'm going to be comfortable in and I'm going to need a couple more rotors. The, the Jetson 1 only has the four rotors. If you lose one rotor on that thing, I'm pretty sure you're toast. I'm pretty sure you're toast. I want something that has six rotors. So if I lose one, I still got five and I can come in for a landing. You know what I'm saying? I could lose two and I'm still flying around. That's what I want. Well, helicopters only have one and they've, you know, people use them. So 
I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure what would happen if you'd lose one. But you're saying you don't see yourself on a regular basis squeezing your knees together into the Jetson one and then squeezing your elbows in two and flying around like that. You don't see that as being very if comfortable. It was, if, it was for, if it was affordable, seriously, and then there's something I'm a horrible writer. I'm a horrible writer when it comes to news stuff like this because I didn't even like – or maybe it's not listed. I don't know. I don't even know how much one of these things is. But, but dude, I'm telling you right now, if I lived out in, if I lived out in the country and had a good hunk of land and I could leave one of these things in the barn and I could just charge it overnight and know that when I got up in the morning, I have 30 minutes of flight time on that thing, dude, you would – oh, my God. I'd have my little leather cap on. I'd have my goggles. I'd have my cigar. I'd be like – I would be World War II fighter ace – Mick Loftus, I'd be out there flying that thing every time the weather was good. Every time. Oh, as a hobbyist? Oh, I'm all in. Well, then you, could need, be, you, you could work on mounting your, your Gatling gun underneath it, too. Then you could I'm it. telling you, buddy, I'd be up there with bottle rockets, all kinds of stuff. It, that would be a fun. But I'm telling you, we're, I don't think we still – we haven't seen the Model T of the flying cars. Okay, we got to move on to another one. Uh, there, there was one here. It's either Gordon or Lisa wrote it that I thought looked like it was kind of fun. Or actually, they both did. But I'll start with Gordon's Hillary Clinton's masterclass. And it's funny because, of course, everybody saw the same thing. What she's a master at losing and corruption. Is that is there a big demand and expertise <laughs> for that? But the other thing is, is for as terrible as Hillary is, and she is. Everybody around her keeps her that way. If I keep telling by because they keep telling her, you're great, you're great, you're great. And she keeps doing stupid stuff like this because everybody around her enables her as well. And I thought that was funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, that is that. That Yeah, the Hillary Clinton. That. Oh, man, that's another one for that show tonight. That's another one. The commercial for Hillary's Masterclass. So, I mean, people people can go because it's a video uh, of that. And if people don't know, well, what is Masterclass? I don't think I knew what it was. Gordon explained it in that. And it's it's as terrible as it sounds. And it's that's just an observation. You, you know, you think eventually somebody, you wouldn't even have to, if, if you're in her circle, you wouldn't even have to say you're terrible hanging up. You would just have to stop encouraging her to do stuff like this. But I guess they're just, you know, concerned about making money off of her. And, of course, she's sold her so long long ago and so she's willing to do it but i mean if, I, if you if you could get anybody to give an honest answer nobody would ever say that hillary's an expert at anything oh uh she's a, she's a, she is an expert though at hanging on to power like for that's the real answer hanging on to power maintaining influence and not going to jail she <laughs> however is she gonna really teach you it's like this whole master class thing, and it's crazy. Like, I know some friends of mine that are into it. They're like, oh, you know, Baba Ba is doing a master class on filmmaking. And okay, okay. So, how much are you going to shell out for somebody's online class? And are you, do you seriously think that anybody is going to teach you how to make the secret sauce? On their master class, it's like TED Talks, man. Like TED Talks can be amusing and somewhat of informative and all this stuff, but it's really just like the, the elitist douchebags. 
like, oh, I can't. I find the whole thing just to be unsavory, dude. And you yep. can just see, like, all the master class people getting together for the master class Christmas party. Oh, I, oh, Hillary, I adored your master class on politics. It was such a delight. It was so insightful. It's just, da, 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 da. oh, did you see my master class on filmmaking? Oh, what a, oh, it was like the sun rising on a brand new day. I felt really, oh my God, it's just one big giant elitist circle jerk. I cannot stand it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand it either. If, if I did have a chance to ask Hillary something though, my one question would be, please show everyone how to log on to Masterclass and how to use it. Because I guarantee you, she would not know how to do that. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, she didn't give a master class on sucking Bill's dick. <laughs> I mean, ser seriously, though, do you think she has any idea on how to use the master class? Uh, no. Does she know how to use a phone? I don't know if she knows how to use a smartphone. I, 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 I wonder if she can lick a stamp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, okay, you guys, that, that's it for the regular show. We're gonna, this, this conversation is going to continue uh, over on the Patreon segment. Uh, please come over and visit us. Be, be a Patreon. This is going up. This is a lot of fun. We're going we're gonna to take a break, and, and, and we'll see you over on the Patreon. We love you, sexy heathens. Damn, that was fun. Damn.